I always liked Barrio, um, in particular, his folk songs, I think, are just immediately captivating. I see, you know, there's not really a whole lot to pair with it. If you're, if you're putting a concert on uh, and it's, um, you know, it requires a, a substantial group um, uh, in chamber music sizes. So I said, wouldn't it be great to just get loads of composers to write for this ensemble with the, the folk idea? Um, it, not necessarily doing what Barrio did and just um, making these really beautiful, posh uh, transcriptions of folk songs, but just thinking about folk music and kind of going with it um, and I was really delighted that we had four completely different ideas come in uh, but tied together with that folk thread. Welcome to Relevant Tones. This is Seth Bosted, and my guest on the program today is violist Nathan Sherman who I met at the New Music Dublin Festival back in April. I'm talking to Nathan and featuring two album releases. One is called Totemic and the other is called Folk Songs. So let's jump right back into that interview. Yeah, so uh, let's start, uh, talk talk a little bit about Ficino Ensemble. Is is that, that was a pre-existing ensemble or did it come together just for this project? No, we've been together 10 years now. Um, it's it's fairly, um, I mean, we, we have a core uh, group of players, um, but we're not, um, fixed on any one thing so we we regularly tour as a quartet string quartet doing Ravel and Beethoven or we just did a new piece by Irish composer Ian Wilson which was for three violas um, and two percussionists and, and cello and singer and that was the whole concert was a big piece for this instrumentation so we I mean we we like diving into pure contemporary or mixing a bit of contemporary with um with, with much older music um but i i think when when there's kind of a, a core core group uh, you can the instincts uh, kind of stay there and the ideas uh th there is a core of idea wh whatever you're playing uh, so we've even done some improv concerts um and, and things like that but I mean, originally we we started uh, just playing. We got together, did some Beethoven and um, so, some pieces by Irish composers, and just put on some concerts, and it sort of took off from there. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, let's talk about the individual pieces on the Folk Songs album. How about the Kevin O'Connell? Yeah, so that one, um, I, I Kevin was my um composition teacher in college on on history and i i've i've been in contact with him for for years and years since i left college because um, he's such a great interesting person to talk to and i said you know I, I i'd like to include you on this and he was delighted um and i knew his his music would have been maybe a little bit different to the other composers that I was asking, uh, he would have been much more um, traditional in his in his composition, um, um, kind of postmodernist. Uh, but but he said, you know, I have always wanted to put these ancient Greek texts to music, and I think that um, 
that would work well. And I said, oh yeah, that would be a really nice um, addition to the projects uh, because I mean, kind of asking what, um, what what folk music is, you know, like when, when you say folk, folk music, um, the first thing that comes to mind wouldn't be ancient Greek texts, but you know, the essence of it is, it's there, you know, that's, um, you know, if that was folk um, folk music, and I'm sure these texts had been uh, put to music way back when, but uh, haven't survived. But he, he took a lot of uh, modes, uh, Greek modes, um, and developed them into the piece. Uh, so I, I'm, I was quite keen on on performing the piece. Probably the most challenging of of the the works that we had to to play in terms of the atonalities uh, of it and the 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 rhythms are quite quite complex. Uh, but I thought it worked really well on the album.
Um, let's talk about your other project. So uh, I, I really enjoyed this album too, the the Totemic, um, and of course viola and percussion is uh, you know you're pretty much going to be commissioning a lot of stuff, right? There's not like a ton of music out there for that ensemble. No, there there's um, there's very minimal music uh, for it, and I think that's what's so exciting about it um, that it's just it's fresh and there's um, there's so much scope uh, and I've talked to composers and I said, you know, if it were violin and percussion or cello and percussion, it wouldn't be the same. Um, I think there's there's something in the, the, the colors on the timbres of the viola that just blends so well with with gongs and drums and, and um, ringing um, metallic percussion instruments that it's been really really exciting every time a new commission comes in um there aren't any preconceptions because there's you know everybody you know it's quite experimental in a lot of ways because uh, even i mean uh barrio's piece which is i mean that's the reason we got together we said you know let's get together and play this naturally it's such a great piece um and i mean it's kind of a viola piece with with some percussion coloring you know um there's not a huge amount um uh, which is perfect i mean 
it's a, it is a, it's a superb piece the way it's written but it did allow for a lot of um imagination to to come up with other th other sound worlds um and i think the the three pieces included on on this album um certainly are about as different as as you can get um when when pairing two and two musicians together talk about how the different composers used um percussion i mean of course there's there's uh, mallet instruments you know which which gives you some pitch um but you know percussion and viola the viola can play some some double stops and triple stops i mean but by and large you know it's it's uh you have to think it through like you said so can you talk a little bit about the different approaches to percussion writing that the composers took yeah so i mean um Berio, as I said, you know, it's it's very much. I think he he wanted the viola to be quite prominent, and the 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 percussion is um, not secondary, but it's it's it it kind of highlights and colors the viola rather than being an, an equal. Um, but I think that coloring is what really makes the piece special. Um, so he, he went for a quite a minimal, um, approach to the percussion writing as he did in the folk songs record, you know, he, he has two percussionists on it, but most of the time they're just doing one note here and there. Um, but I don't think it would have worked with one percussionist, uh, doing it. Um, so, you know, he, he was really practical with, with his approach to, to coloring the music rather than the percussion being at the forefront. Um, the other composers now, uh, Benedict, um, he, he really um, went to town and, and created the, he, he was listening to a lot of um, sampled music on, on um, you know, Berlin underground techno and, and uh, elect electronic music. Uh, at the time he was writing this, so he had this kind of, you know, in, incessant, um, repetitive rhythm, kind of um, really in his in his mind, and he wanted to kind of create uh, an acoustic sampler. Uh, so so he got uh, bells, some uh, some cowbells, some gongs, and. Um, uh, some planks of wood that were tuned to certain notes and created a keyboard uh, so it's it's sort of a, a chromatic keyboard made out of different pieces of, of metal and wood and when you hear it's immediately you think oh it's um it's gamelan uh, it's got that that sort of gamelan uh sound worlds and um yeah, I think that's what he was after. It was kind of this uh, gamelan sampler, with, but not being constricted to traditional instruments. Um, so a lot of the a lot of the notes Alex had to kind of figure out. He he's comes from a physics background, so he was quickly able to say, okay, measure this piece of wood, this density. I'll be able to get a, a C sharp out of it.
Kate wanted um, probably the the most op- opposite to to Barrio's writing. Um, she she kind of fuses the two, and the app title of Being Crucible, which um, which was taken from an Arthur Miller play and um, uh, about the Salem witch trials. Uh, but it's also just the the fusion of the two instruments um creating one one sound world so we're kind of in in some sort of unison the whole whole time and it's um it's in her usual style of of slow repetition um and and rhythmic um morphing through throughout the piece Thank you. 
Um, and what can you tell me about Garrett's piece? Yeah, so Garrett's is is um, he's he's a really good friend of mine, um, and uh, funny that uh, Barrio and Kathy had the connection, and him and Michelle are are married. Um, so he's oh yeah, there's there's a lot of connections here, and we um, we we talked a lot about about the idea, and he said oh you know what what are you looking for, and I said I'm looking for whatever you <laughs> really want to do. And I know that uh, Gareth is somebody who would think about something and then come at it from a completely different angle. Um, and yeah, he he came back and he said, you know, there's this song. We, we were we're both um, big fans of Lancome, the Irish bands um, who do all these these great. Uh, reimaginings of, of folk songs with heavy distortions and percussion and all this uh, great stuff. And the, the, song, the album that had come out, The Live Long Day, um, came out when we were discussing this project. And he said, you know, this, this piece called um, Katie Crew is, is something that I, I really love. Um, and I knew this, I knew the song and I knew the previous versions. There's lots, lots of versions on this. Um, I think it's it's a Scottish, Scottish American Appalachian um uh folk song. But then he said, you know, I don't think I can do a better version of than Lancome did. I think they've just like made the the ultimate uh version of this. And I said, you know, like just think about it and he kind of dissected the whole whole song and put it together with just the minimal of minimal of, of notes so the whole opening is just the cello viola harmonics which kind of morph into the wind um it's just two notes and it's just so touching and i i, I told him guys i think that even the can even including the barrio i think your piece is the one I most enjoyed on this whole album. It's it's just so touching and so beautiful. Um and it's you know looking at it on paper you know, say yeah no this is this is pretty minimal. Um like there's just like a couple of notes uh, spotted around but I, I think you just got it bang on.
So yeah, can you talk about Kate Moore's piece on this album? Yeah, so this one was was really interesting. I got in touch and she in it was uh, something that um, that was quite personal for her as well. Um, that she was born in in Australia and kind of grew grew you know uh, lived in Australia and then uh, moved to to Holland. Uh, so having kind of a cultural identity. Uh, like so many people, um, you know, it makes you question um, your your roots. So she she was um, r- really excited about this idea, and um, just by chance, um, when I asked her, she had just done a big walk, um, a, a, not a walk, a, a pilgrimage to Ireland um, to to Kildare, where there's a Saint Bridget's monastery had had been and now there's there's a church and she was really interested in in St. Bridget's and she picked up this um book in the bookshop that was uh old um incantations and and poetry uh, uh you know uh, all these ancient texts and and found one that was an incantation uh on St. Bridget's repelling evil spirits um and you know said yeah yeah that's uh that could work really well um um then i i mean i i i really love her music and and her style and how it always develops into these big um climactic sections um uh, with repetition and the that repetition with the incantation you know really drove the music and i think this piece of hers is probably my favorite of all the pieces that I've heard from her. Um, and she came over to to Ireland when we premiered it and, and heard it. And I think she was even um, quite blown away by the power of it because uh, it, it had all been done by, you know, when you have things done on, on Sibelius and when you hear it live and having the two precautionists on, on um and Michelle was such a great, she, she's such a great singer. Uh, she really brought the whole thing to life. So that, um, yeah, no, really, really enjoy that piece.
That's all the time we've got for our show today. I want to thank Nathan Sherman for taking the time to talk with me and, of course, for releasing these wonderful albums. Relevant Tones is a production of Access Contemporary Music, a nonprofit organization with the mission of bringing musical creativity to life every day. Find out more at acmusic.org. For Relevant Tones, I'm Seth Bosted. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>